Hello, welcome to Tay 2Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about Glitch from Midnight's 3AM edition. And today we are discussing the last song for a bit from the 3AM edition, Mm -hmm. High Infidelity from Midnight's 3AM edition. Been quite a 3AM run. It has been. Very interesting how that all ended up alphabetically. Yeah, right? All in a row, except for The Great War and Would Have, Should Have. Yeah. Which we'll get to eventually. Eventually. And those will be in the alphabet. Yes, like normal, because we haven't gotten to that part yet. Exactly. Yeah. High Infidelity is the 17th track on Midnight's 3AM edition. Midnight's was released on October 21st, 2022, and the 3AM edition was released on, you guessed it, 3AM that same day. Mm Mm-hmm. This song was co-written by Aaron Dessner. Our guy. Haven't, haven't heard heard from Aaron in a bit. Haven't heard from Aaron in a bit. Big fan. Just like all the other 3AM songs we have covered, this song has yet to be played live. I think that this one has a pretty good chance, though, of being played on the tour. I, I can think see that it. this is a good one. Yeah, I could see it being played live. Yeah, depending on where she is, you know, if Aaron, yeah. if Aaron's around and will come out and play with her, like yeah. It's all, like, a little hard to guess in terms of, like, set list for the tour because yeah. of how much content there is. So, Devin, mm-hmm. what do you think about High Infidelity? This song has Aaron written all over mm-hmm. it. The first time that we heard it, I was like, oh, I think this is an Aaron song. Mm. And just starting with the, the boop, 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 synths at the beginning. <laughs> All the way to the piano, which is very Aaron. The the block chords, the boom, boom, like it. It just you hear it and you're like, this totally sounds like folklore. Evermore Taylor, and it would I think would have fit perfectly into that era. I think so for sure. Yeah, so good. I think that the production of the song is really nice. It's a great vibe. I mean, like all of Aaron Dessner's work with Taylor, like it has a mood. It's very uh, atmospheric. Mm. It he has a, a set of motif and vocabulary in his music that you really know it's him. The lyrics in this one are super strong, and a lot of them hit really hard. Mm-hmm. I want to point out the second verse in particular uh, i think it's just absolutely wild storm coming good husband bad omen drag my feet right down the aisle at the house lonely good money i'd pay if you just know me mm. seems like the right thing at the time mm. yeah that hits hard just hits so hard like i dragged my feet right down the aisle what mm-hmm. and then at the house lonely and then good money i'd pay if you just know me like, like this marriage was for money, maybe, and you know, like they obviously don't know each other at all, and and it seemed like a good idea at the time, and yet now they're living in just this like, what are you like? Come on, and so of course infidelity is going to happen, mm. right? Like when two people are very unhappy together, that just increases the chances of infidelity. And when you don't feel known or understood, I yeah, I'd pay if you just know me. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to look and search for somebody who does know them. Mm -hmm. And it may not be active at first, but it could end up becoming active, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, you could be in a cycling class, (laughs) and your cycling instructor could be Brazilian, and you could just be like, hey, um, they're really, really beautiful and nice and really good at cycling, and I like cycling. 
and then one thing leads to another, and then there's infidelity, you know? Why was the Brazilian part relevant? Is this a story no, you know? It's just, <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just coming up with ideas. <laughs> oddly specific, Taylor. <laughs> I don't know. That's exactly what she could have been thinking mm-hmm. of in, in, this, mm-hmm. in this moment. Anyway, but the, the point is, is that, like, that part makes me think, like, it's fictional, that also harkens back to folklore evermore in the sense of that she was writing fictional stuff Mm. uh, then. And then that made me look at the rest of the song to be like, oh, is all of the song fictional? Are there parts of it that are part of her? And then there's that April 29th line that's like super, super specific. And it's like, everybody's probably thinking, what's this April 29th thing? Which I am as well, which I'm sure Gossip Gab will go over. Mm -hmm. And so there might be, I think, real stuff for her sprinkled in throughout this song. And then parts of it that are just, you know, again, stories or, or thoughts or ideas of what she thinks uh, the, a sort of situation of infidelity could look like. Mm. So I, I think it, I think it's great, and I think that she sounds great. I do miss her higher register on this one. Mm. Um, a lot of the songs I'm not as fond of of Taylor's are the ones where she doesn't really explore her full range yeah, and, yeah. and go all over. Uh, she sounds great, I, I think. I think it's it's a nice nice song. It's nice to hear folklore evermore Taylor yeah. on this album, and yeah. that it's still in there. That she hasn't just fully like moved on. Mm-hmm. She's still got a bit of it, even if it's on the bonus tracks and it's not actually part of this era. Yeah, I feel like this is kind of like really a bonus track. I don't think that this really lives in the Midnight's era. I guess, but like you have to. Remember, she definitely did put it on mm-hmm. the 3 a.m. tracks. So yeah. In her mind, it does live In her mind, era. it does. Yeah. And I, I just kind of think that it kind of maybe straddles both eras. Yeah. yeah. I think it probably still follows that theme of sleepless nights, mm-hmm. would be my guess. Mm. Gab, what do you think about High Infidelity? I really like this song. I think it's very catchy in kind of an unexpected way. Mm-hmm. It also made me realize how much I like Taylor and Aaron collaborations. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that they just like... They work really well together, and he brings out, like, a different side of her style that I'm really into. Yeah. Parts of the song, to me, are very similar to Renegade, Mm. um, which is another song written by Taylor and Aaron on the Big Red Machine Mm. album, Aaron's album, with other people. And I really love Mm -hmm. Renegade, so I think those parts that sound similar to this song made me already love this song and the sound. This is also another song that like could feel pretty general and like I think potentially correlate to many different ideas and then Taylor makes parts of it very specific by including that April 29th line Mm. which as you pointed out and like she includes that knowing that Swifties will sleuth into what happened on April 29th you know? (laughs) For sure. Like she knows her fan base she knows her audience so like by including such a specific line she knows that that will be like people will look it up. Absolutely. You know, maybe she didn't know that 10 years ago, but she does now, you know? Yeah. So it's very interesting how she puts those kinds of, like, clues in. <laughs> it's very it's very fascinating. I also think it's really interesting, if there are parts of the song that are autobiographical, the ownership that Taylor seems to take here mm. regarding the high infidelity singing, I bet the truth too far tonight. Yeah. Which I think is kind of different 
than other songs, especially if you think about illicit affairs, mm. which is told in second person. Mm-hmm. It's not saying I, it's like put the perfume on the shelf that you picked out. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so it's interesting that song of this topic, her using first person, I think right. means something and is an interesting, interesting. take. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I really like how Taylor sounds in the song. I especially like the lyric list vocal breakdown part, which I think is pretty unusual for a Taylor song. Mm. But I really enjoyed it. Like the, uh, 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 I can't do it, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? Uh, uh. It's very interesting and like catchy and I like singing along to it. Mm. And it's not a super common thing yeah. in Taylor songs. So I like that it's here. And then of course, I really love the full circle ending of the song with the lyric, I didn't know you were keeping count, but oh, you were keeping count. Mm-hmm. Which is just like, ouch. Like, that's just, like, really harsh. Like, you never want to be in a relationship which where either party is keeping yeah. count. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Like, it's definitely a takedown of this or many relationships or just showing, like, hey, this is not the kind of relationship that you want to be in. And that, at that point, the resentment is so much that it's like it just will spiral and spiral mm. you know like if you're at that point where you just keep keeping count of things it's like too late it's too late yeah you're already resentful of the person yeah and it's not not good no and and that goes for i think any sort of relationship not just a romantic one yeah friendships, friendships work too. relationships yeah if you're finding yourself in a position where, like, you're just absolutely done with your boss, it's like, maybe it's time to get out. <laughs> yeah, figure out a different solution. Yeah. yeah. Of course, that is easier said than done in a lot of situations. You can't just leave. Yeah. Yeah. But it just is something to be cognizant of. Like, oh, are you keeping count? hmm Yeah. Devin, mm. do you relate to high infidelity? I can sort of relate to the line and actually, you know, thinking about this, I'm like, I don't know if I read this correctly, but the put on your records and regret me. Mm. I use music all the time to help myself in times of sadness and depression. Mm -hmm. If I'm in a bad mood, like I'll just put on some music, I'll put on bleachers or I'll put on, you know, whatever. And just listen to it for a while. This went for relationships too. It's it's helpful to drown out your thoughts with music because you have to focus on the lyrics. You have to focus on on the, the music itself mm-hmm. um, if that's the only thing you're doing. But the second part of the line is regret me. Mm-hmm. So you're putting on music and then you're also being like, I'm I can't believe I was with this person. Like the, this was the worst part of my life like i totally made the mistake of doing that i hate it like you know in in her song you are actually thinking of her yeah when you're listening to the music i would use music to try and forget Mm. or but it can do both things it can do both things yes for sure music is incredibly helpful Mm -hmm. in in helping you get through hard times i know that many people use taylor's music anyway to get through very hard times and taylor's music was there for us in the initial pandemic and I mean, it, it's just, it, it's really interesting. And, and depending on what music you're listening to, say you're in the, the mode of F you. Mm-hmm. So you're going to listen to music that is like, oh, I told he they were the worst. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. so done with them. I can't believe I was with them. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Like, you say you got bad blood. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, or, like, picture to burn, or, like... I, like, did something bad. Yeah, I did something <laughs> bad, or blank space, and you're just listening to this, just all this F.U. music, but then you might be in a mood where you're, like, back to December. Five. Or Dear John, you know? Mm-hmm. Even though Dear John, the end, is very much like, I'm watching my fireworks over your sad, empty town. <laughs> I'm shining like fireworks. Yeah. It's a metaphor, yes. not actual fireworks. Yeah, so. you're sad, sad. <laughs> so, yeah, it's very interesting. All, all this stuff of music making you feel things and mm-hmm. like music either making you want to regret, make, making you feel regret, mm-hmm. or making you forget about that person. It's, it's very relatable. Gab, yeah. do you relate? Um, I sadly relate to the lyric... You know, there's many different ways that you can kill the one you love. The slowest way is never loving them enough. (laughs) Okay. Um, I was in a relationship where I think the person wanted to break up with me, but was maybe like scared to or didn't know how. And I just like slowly felt them pulling away and changing and not loving me the same like bit by bit. Oof. And it's brutal. Like feeling that because it like what happens is like, it just makes, like, at least it made me desperate, like, to gain back what we mm. had. And then that only pushed them away more. Yeah. And so it was not fun. And so it's interesting, this lyric, there's many different ways to kill the one you love. The slowest way is never loving them enough. Mm. Like, you just slowly, slowly withhold love or change how you feel. It literally can, like, decimate you. <laughs> yeah. So I think that that's very insightful lyric it speaks to i think personal experience or observation Mm. of because it's very i think it's just so true wow yeah so um sad yeah (laughs) yeah that's that's rough but i'm okay it all you're gonna put on the headphones and regret meeting them (laughs) no no regrets because everything is a life lesson and if i hadn't had those experiences i wouldn't have met you and ended up married to you which is what a beautiful blessing so I don't regret anything. Okay. True. Truly. Except like maybe times where like I was mean to people or something. Mm-hmm. Like I regret some of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I get to the segment of... Gossip. So most people on the internet think that this song or part of this song is about Calvin Harris because... His song, This Is What You Came For, mm. came out on April 29, 2016. So, do you really want to know where I was April 29? Okay. At the time, Taylor was credited as a songwriter under the pseudonym Nils Sojberg, right, right, which right. fans would only find out later was Taylor. We didn't know when it came out on April 29th. Right. During an interview that day, Calvin Harris stated that he would likely never collaborate with his then-girlfriend, hiding the fact that he already had, Mm. as we later found out. He said, you know, we haven't even spoken about it. I can't see it happening, though. Now she's about to take a long break. Three days later, Taylor co-chaired the Met Gala, where she was seen dancing with Tom Hiddleston, Mm -hmm. who she would later go on to date that summer, a.k.a. Dancing around it. Okay, okay. With Hiddleston perhaps being the one who brought her back to life. Oh, as explored in Getaway Car as right, well. Right. Taylor also reportedly met Joe that same night. Wow. So this narrative kind of fits that part of the song. 
and the April 29th being included on purpose. Mm-hmm. If people can, like, Google what happened with Taylor Swift on April 29th, if that's, like, such an obvious thing, it definitely feels like it must be some sort of a connection. For sure. You know, because even if she was including the date for another reason, she would also Google that kind of stuff, sure. I think. For sure. Given that she knows, well, dig into specifics. We know in hindsight that that interview with Calvin was, like, a turning point in Taylor and his relationships. I think Taylor provides us with maybe a little more insight into their relationship with this song. Mm. Because we didn't really know, you know, their relationship was very publicized on her Instagram and stuff, but we didn't really know what was actually going on in their relationship. Sure, yeah. And the facts are that she was still dating Calvin when all those, like, videos came out with her dancing with Tom and stuff, which dancing with someone is fine, but it was definitely flirty. And we don't know if they'd broken up in private or not, but their official breakup hadn't happened yet. Right. So I think it's interesting talking about high infidelity, talking about April 29th, and, like, I was dancing around it, using mm. that, those words. Mm-hmm. I think we're meant to lead to this type of conclusion. Also, what you were talking about with put on your headphones, put on your records, like, he's a DJ, and he does put on headphones, put mm. on records, music is his life. And, like, maybe he did regret her. You know, he had some pretty nasty tweets towards the end about her. So there are some biting lyrics that I feel like could point to this. Okay. And could be partially why maybe the first person is used. Yeah. You know, she bent the truth too far. I I think it's interesting. Interesting. And that she's exploring it, especially given if we're thinking about midnights as these sleepless nights for her, which she has told us they are. Yeah. This could be something that she's thought about. For sure. So. Uh, Lying awake at night, for sure. Yeah. So I think that that's the most straightforward theory. Okay. Um, That makes sense. Also, like, I can't ignore, like the many allusions to marriage in the song, especially mm-hmm. the the verse that you read, you know, with like good husband dragged my feet down the aisle. It might only be me, but like reading the lyrics and stuff, this made me think about Abigail uh-huh. and like her marriage and subsequent divorce and then current relationship. You know, I think it's kind of a stretch because like, you know, she is Taylor's only friend that maybe I know details about her divorce, mm-hmm. but like there's a chance maybe some of, parts of this song could have been inspired by her experience. Mm -hmm. And we don't know if there are other people or friends in Taylor's life that she's experienced their divorce or a relationship ending or things like that. Yeah. But there definitely are parts of that verse, especially where it just seems like, I don't know, observing. She's observing an experience. It could be from a movie or book or something too, but. Wow. um, Yeah. It made me think of her. I didn't find anything online about that, but I don't know, just because of happiness and stuff, Mm -hmm. um, and that she is in another relationship now, like how he brought me back to life, Mm. you know? It could be, like, her observing other people around her, but, you know, we'll never really know those type of details. Unless she lets us know. Exactly, unless there's, like, a long pond, Mm -hmm. if you will, which we always want for everything. I also think the song explores similar themes to Tolerate It, Mm -hmm. especially that lyric, you know, there's many different ways to kill the one you love the slowest way is never loving them enough that feels very tolerate it to me yeah and we know parts of that song are inspired by the book rebecca so Mm. i think that this song is made up of part fictional part observations Mm -hmm. part experiences yeah i agree that's what it kind of feels like to me yeah yeah interesting by putting in april 29th like yeah, it's automatically reason. like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. I like it. Those all make sense. Like, the it, it, it does make sense that it would be about Calvin Harris if April 29th was when that happened. Yeah, and that song, obviously, like... Or at least that part of the song is about him. Yeah, exactly. And, like, yeah, this is what you came for was such a 
pivotal song moment in their relationship and it not working and yeah. him saying that he would never collaborate with her i think didn't go well because <laughs> they already had collaborated together yeah not 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 a great look yeah um and then the whole fallout Devin, what's your favorite line in high infidelity uh i bent the truth too far tonight i was dancing around and dancing around it mm. just it's very, very interesting. I, I really, really, really didn't want to tell you the truth tonight. <laughs> or like, mm-hmm. like I really had to pull out all the strings to make you believe what I was saying. Like, you saw things in the newspaper that point otherwise. And yeah. it's like, no, no, no. Like, really, nothing happened. I didn't, like, we danced. All it was was a dance. Mm-hmm. There was nothing there. Nothing. We just were dancing, you know? Like, if you have to keep giving excuses and excuses and yeah. trying, like, that's not good. That's just what happens. I, I feel like, if you know, if I think about, like, all of the movies and, you know, TV shows and stuff that I've watched about infidelity. Mm-hmm. Will with infidelity or whatever. <laughs> it's like you know, the person comes home and then the other person's like, "Where have you been?" Mm. And it's like, "Oh, well, you know, it's just out at uh, Ruby Tuesdays with the girls." Ruby Tuesdays. And it's like, "Oh, well, uh, Sharon uh, just called asking where you were. She said that you ditched <laughs> Ruby Tuesdays." All these specifics. <laughs> and, and then she's like, "Oh, oh, well, you know, uh, it, you know, I, I ended up going somewhere else with with the other girls." And it's like, "Oh, well, Karen." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> happened to say that uh that she was also at ruby tuesdays with sharon and they were both wondering where you were mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so <laughs> i like the the specific examples yeah. yeah it makes me think of and i i don't really think that this inspired it because i think the season came out a month or two after the album did but we just finished watching season five of the crown Ugh. And so, obviously, high infidelity makes me think of Charles and Diana and the, you know, end and dissolution of their marriage. And And that was out in the open. Like, everyone knew about it. Yeah. And so, like, that, like, I feel like that narrative could fit in parts of this song as well. Yeah, for sure. So, it's probably pretty common. This this whole song is about the infidelity of of King Charles. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure people have written songs about that. It was, like, all over the news. (laughs) Gab, what's your favorite line? (laughs) My favorite line in High Infidelity is, do I really have to chart the constellations in his eyes? Hmm. I just think it's a really pretty line. Hmm. And also just like kind of this idea, like charting constellations is kind of like like decoding or finding a direction or something. And like this person brought her back to life she was dancing with this person chart the constellations basically i feel like is like saying like i want to be with you we're gonna end up together Mm. kind of but also it's just very poetic way of talking about a person so Mm -hmm. i like it yeah okay devin Uh one to ten bad omens oh sorry peter i don't know how you're gonna draw that one just the kid (laughs) from the omen never seen it i when i hear bad omen i think of like a black cat oh, underneath a ladder. Or underneath something. a ladder with broken glass. Broken mirror. Mirror, broken mirror. Broken mirror. That's perfect. Okay, Peter, we gave it to you. Even though you're not even <laughs> going to listen to this until after. after the doodle's done. Well, from one to ten bad omens, what do you give high infidelity? I'm going to give high infidelity six bad omens. Oh, wow. I thought you liked it more than six. Okay. Yeah, I think six. Yeah, it's, it's fair. It's totally fair. Good song. Good song on on Midnight's, and I very much, you know, when it comes on, I enjoy listening to it, Mm -hmm. and I'm really happy to, like I said, have 
some of that folklore Taylor here mm-hmm. on Midnights, and I do enjoy an Aaron Dessner collab every once in a while. Mm-hmm, for and, sure. um, yeah, so I think I will give it six bad omens. Cool. Cab from one to ten bad omens, what do you give high infidelity? I'm like kind of stumped on this one. Mm. I'm like trying to decide if I should round up or round down. Oh, you know? okay, yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to give it seven bad omens, but with potential room to grow. Oh, okay. Like potentially close to an eight. Okay. But eight feels like really high. Mm. I like this song a lot. I like listening to it. I would seek it out. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's fun. It's a bop. It's one of my more favorite 3AM songs. Mm. Not my f- most favorite, but one of the ones mm. I like better. Mm-hmm. But then when you think about so many other songs, it's hard, you know? This, yeah. This grading on a curve is hard. Oh, it's hard. (laughs) I know you love that one. Listen to that today again. Yeah. It's just every time. (laughs) But yeah, I I really like this one. And I love, I love an Aaron collab, which is cool to be able to revisit and like think of fondly. But if you think about the song that this sounds similar to, like Renegade, that's Mm -hmm. really high in my books. Yeah. And I like the subject matter of that song more. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm thinking in terms of that. Sure. Listen along with us. You can check us out on Instagram at Tata Z Podcast and give us all your thoughts. Do you have other theories about this song? Do you? Yeah, please share with us. Is this one of your faves? One of not your faves? Are you happy to see another Aaron Desner collab? Let us know it all on Instagram. And remember, you can find exclusive bonus content on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Yes, and thank you as always to our patrons. You're the absolute best. Thank you, thank, thank you, you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Well, next episode, we'll be covering Peace from Folklore, which is not a 3 a.m. song. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tata Z. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>